Let's talk about let's talk about Mozart, Beethoven. Let's <laughs> <laughs> really get some class in this joint. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 002 of the Earbuds Show. I'm Duncan. And I'm Rob. Fantastic pick up there, Rob. You're welcome. <laughs> this is a new podcast about new music that is true and um we'll also run down all of our favorite news items uh anything we've been listening to this week or a bit of fun and games as well and hopefully get interacted with you dear listener um so, so many of you <laughs> so many of you <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado i think it's time that we move on to a bit of news um i've got one very small item before we move on to our main item okay um and it's regarding glastonbury next year all right next year well the hole that is glastonbury right next year the crater yes and it seems that bbc music are trying to fill it okay so bbc music they already do uh ready one's big weekend yeah yeah they're going to do the biggest weekend okay Four venues across England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland. They also want it to be accessible to people who listen to Radio 1, Radio 2, Radio 3, and Radio 6 music. Wow. They want it to be a lot more wide-ranging. Okay. And they think they're going to do it on the late May bank holiday. Okay. Their press office put out something about that today, uh, the 24th of July. So it's only at that stage that they've announced that they're going to do something. Okay. They've announced where it's going to be. Normally with big weekends, they do leave it quite late in any case because mm. then you really have to rush to get tickets if you're in you're in the area, and they like they know they know who's going to be on it, but they do you know they do wait and be mm. like, oh yeah, in two weeks' time we've got Calvin Harris, you know, <laughs> like one of the biggest people in the world, and they're just mm. announcing them on really late notice. So I have a feeling they'll do a similar thing. And also TV and radio-wise, it's going to. They say it's going to be a massive, in the same way that Glastonbury, you know, fills the whole of BBC iPlayer when it's on, yeah, and has a massive sort of reach on national TV as well. They want to do that as well. Okay, so that'll be cool, I think. Yeah, Glastonbury um, on the iPlayer is like the Music World Cup. Oh, I just <laughs> love it. Yeah, and it's is that's one thing I really enjoy about living in a time like this. Mm is that sometimes it's just so easy, so accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can be in, in my car, you know, riding down to Portsmouth watching, you know, Coachella live, mm. you know. You're not the, driving there. No, 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 <laughs> I can't drive. Um, <laughs> um, An hour clear. Yeah. <laughs> Bad influence. <laughs> Bad influence. <laughs> yeah, so with that said, um, I think we should move on to the more somber news this yes. week. Yeah, Rob, do you want to... This is more your purview, I think, um, mm. musically. Yes. So, we had some very sad news, which does happen from time to time in the world and in this industry, that sometimes people leave us, and this week the lead singer and frontman of Linkin Park 
Chester Bennington committed suicide, mm. which is quite shocking to a lot of people. This shocked me a lot more than and like the other artists that have passed in the past couple of years. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I guess he's still very young. He's very, very young. 41. 41. Um, he had a family, which is obviously makes it even sadder. Um, but depression is a very serious thing. And it can... I mean, allegedly, he had other things in his system, but we don't know that. We're not going to speculate. No, because no, no, no. It's not appropriate. But um, it can do things to you. It can make you forget things that are very important to you. And I have never suffered from depression. like So I'm not going to say that I've been in his shoes because I haven't. I've been yeah. nowhere near his shoes. But yeah. I think what's important in times like this is to remember all the joy that he brought into our lives. Um, with his first and the first and second album in particular to me were albums that I still play and repeat today that mm. I still absolutely adore today and vocally he was phenomenal I didn't yeah a great performer uh, great stage presence great person to watch wrote some amazing songs mm. we're going to miss him here on the podcast and I'm sure a lot of people millions of people across the world are going to miss him too that was the thing and I do find events like this that especially even like last year we had a lot a lot of people who passed on in the musical world Mm -hmm. and in celebrity circles in general it did bring out sort of fans of like their work that you didn't realize Mm. that you didn't know there are a lot of people that i saw on facebook this week especially and on twitter who I I never would have guessed, never would have guessed that they were fans of Linkin Park, especially a lot of people pointing directly to hybrid theory Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, this was a massive thing for me when I was a kid. You know, I can't believe it. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just terrible. Yeah, I mean, with the album, like... Growing up, there's a lot of like angst within you. And no matter how, like when you look back at it now, your angst, re- the reasons of you being like that, it's quite fickle. You mm. think like I just didn't know I was very immature at the time. But when you're growing up, you don't know that. And like an album like Hybrid Theory, or I can never pronounce this album name, Matura, Matura, yeah, Matura, whatever it is, um, they speak to you. Um, so and they, it was the first albums that I myself have heard that showed you that you can channel the emotion of anger into an artistic form i think in that in that vein there was one that i uh, an article i saw today uh from rolling stone i actually have it here and they you know they called him an honest voice mm-hmm. of pain and anger for a generation yeah and it's true like is it it's true even i mean i probably didn't approach it um sort of especially Linkin Park's music from the same way that you did. My first introduction to their music was through the uh, the sort of, I can't remember what it's called, Collision, uh, Collision Chaos, Collision mm. something. But the the sort of joint um, mashup EP uh, that they did with Jay-Z, mm-hmm. that was the first time that I sort of heard their music. Even then, that was like, oh my. Wow. Okay. This is this is something like this is yeah. this is 
So, yeah. Yeah, um, they put out a statement, Lincoln Park, on their Facebook page. And it's well, it said everything you assumed mm. they would say in a, in a moment like this. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to Lincoln Park now, whether they'll choose to carry on with another um, singer or whether they'll stop. But I don't know. They obviously cancelled their tour. That makes yeah. sense, a lot yeah, of yeah. sense, of course. We've just got to wait and see what happens now. Yeah, it's a very sad, but it's a shame. It's a shame. Yes, and that was Chester Bennington, uh, who we lost this week. Okay, now it's time to move on to our album review for the week. And this week we are looking at Foster the People's new album, Sacred Hearts Club. Mm-hmm. Um, so, off the top, Rob, what's your relationship with Foster the People? Um, I have listened to their previous work. This yes. is like the first time on the podcast that <laughs> I've actually had a relationship with a band before <laughs> we talk about it. Yeah. Um. I listened to their previous releases when they came out, and I haven't listened to them much since then, to okay. be honest. But I am familiar, and I did enjoy their previous albums, yes. I remember. So, yes. That was Torches and Supermodel. Yes. Torches and Supermodel. So, Torches, obviously infamous for having pumped up kicks on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the lead-up to this, I did read a few articles, you know, talking about, you know, yeah, would they be able to get out from underneath the shadow of that song? Mm-hmm. But ever since, you know, I first heard them, I always thought that Pumped Up Kicks wasn't a Foster the People song. Right. For me, with everything they've done since, it seems more and more out of canon for them. Yeah, I can see um, that. And I think that is, again, true on this new album. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my my relationship with them is that I loved Torches, their debut album, and mm-hmm. I probably listened to it for a number of years afterwards. Supermodel, I wasn't you know as hot on straight away, but there are a, like a you know number yeah. of songs I really enjoy from that, but you know not in the same way. And then that brings us to this last Friday when they put out a new album, Sacred Hearts Club, and should we just run down or? Yeah, we can run. Yeah, Should right. we run down first like we did yeah, last week? Right. Yeah, let's do that. Let's run down. Let's be consistent. Yeah, let's be consistent. Maybe a bit quicker this week. Okay. <laughs> it was very long last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so first up, Pay the Man. Opening track, what do you think, Rob? I like this track. Yep. Um, I like that had Attitude. Attitude, yeah. Which I'm going to say a lot during this album review. Mm. Uh, really nice chorus. I had a few cool lyrics. Um, I think it was Deaf Man heard what the mute man said in yep. my notes i've written deaf man heard what the blind man said but that doesn't make sense because blind people can speak no i think there's a bit in there about um them all following the blind man yeah i think that's what you might you might start oh, maybe from. yeah maybe yeah. Um, i did write it down right who knows when when i first heard this i wasn't like amazing like blown away by no, it, it was like... but i think this is this has sat with me more mm-hmm. i would say over the plays it didn't seem like an intro track for me, but maybe, mm. you know, not everything has to sort of like 
Okay, what we're going to do now is we're just going to gear you into it. Okay, yeah. here we go, guys. If, you know, just explode into it. That's fine. Yeah. Like, and I think once going back over it, that really hit me that I was like, no, I'm just sort of listening to their music, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, actually they're, they're giving it to me straight. Second up, do it for the money. This is uh, one of the singles yes. that, that came out. What do you think about this? This song has st- really been stuck in my head. Yes. It really sticks in your... They're good at cooks. Yes, um, at cooks. At cooks. They're, good at, at they're so good at cooking. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're good at hooks. Yeah. Hooks. Any song that starts with the chorus, you know, is going to be repetitive. I thought it was kind of poppy. It was definitely a single, already a single. Mm. I mean, it, I, I didn't hate it, but... There's songs on this album I much prefer to this one. I would say this is actually one of my favourite songs. Okay. And it doesn't hurt that this has a writing credit from Ryan Tedder mm-hmm. from One Republic. Ah, that explains mm, a lot. Does, <laughs> yeah. It really does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I think when I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. That yeah, totally no, no, is. Yeah. That totally is. And especially a lot of work he's done for other people. Um, anyone from X Factor who's had a a fairly decent single has probably been written by him. Right. Uh, this side of the pond, at least. Um, mm. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. Fair enough. Fair play. Fair play. Okay. Uh, sit next to me. I would say I, was, I would say that what you were saying about the chorus on that last one, this one, I at first wasn't like, didn't sit with me as well, ironically, but the chorus is just, I can't get it out of my head. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. I really like this song. Mm. Cool bass line, super catch chorus. It's a little reminiscent of their older stuff, which is cool. Yeah. Um, really nice layering. Uh, it's just got a nice beat that you can't help but bob your head to. And they have a really good use of falsetto, which just does not leave your head as yeah. soon as you've listened. Totally. So. He, he, I, I would say that the Mark Foster has, he has a very distinctive voice. Mm-hmm. It's not like annoyingly distinctive, but I know I can pick him out from a lineup. I yeah. I can listen yeah, to yeah. a load of stuff and I'll be like, oh well, yeah, it's Foster the people, mm-hmm. um, and I think that you know speaks well to him. Fourth up, uh, SHC, so Sacred Hearts Club. Uh, what are you thinking? Super cool intro. Mm. It also sounds like they're older stuff. Um, it, <laughs> I've written down this is a proper FIFA menu screenshot. <laughs> 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 not, that, not wrong not that I'd play FIFA anymore but um, <laughs> Charming Effect is really cool um, good use of Forset again fantastic lettering great song yep cool let's move on <laughs> um, I mean I, I would say the same thing about I Love My Friends as well this mm-hmm. this chorus really stuck in my head yeah um, yeah I really I, I really dig this yeah I think this may might be my favourite song on the album it just had really cool bass and drums mm. um Starts a bit indie and then goes into like their normal flow, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, catch chorus, cool guitar licks, um, and add a really, yeah, that memorable one. I think it was the guitar lick after the chorus. That sticks in your yeah, mind. Yeah, there was one somewhere on the album, and I will get into the reason why I can't remember where it is. Um, but there was one that was such an amazing. It really reminded me of. You ever listen to Waves? Mm, they're a bit sort of like. Not punkier, but like sort of pop punk, like, but a bit sort of like they're all like skaters and like right. sort of a bit grungy as well. Mm. And it kind of reminded me of that. And I can't remember if it was this song or not. 
in any case, you know, I'm, I mean, I haven't had anything to be like, oh no, oh no, that was rubbish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, apart from the next track, I, d- I didn't see the reason for this interlude or in the stream. No, I agree. Didn't I don't think I needed it. I think it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounded fine, but yeah, it, exactly. wasn't, it wasn't necessary, I guess. Yeah. Static space lover. I th- I think, you know, the thing that I'm getting with this is that I'm really enjoying like most of these songs Mm. but even after four or five listens could i tell you which one's which after the first three songs yeah you know what i mean i get what you mean not to like you know hate on it but it it is really good and there's some really great stuff Mm. i just can't remember what stuff happened where yeah yeah i can see that yeah i mean this is kind of one of the songs that sticks out less okay yeah in my opinion i've written down the chimes sound like christmas <laughs> the build sounds christmasy i mean you gotta be jolly at some point yeah, yeah yeah um it, it reminded me a bit of arcade fire yeah um breakdown at the end was cool um and i've written down that they're just really good at layering yes this band yeah, great yeah, layering. yeah yeah so it was actually here on the next track lotus eater which um that sort of driving guitar which was, you know, a bit indie-ish, but for me sounds, you know, very, very sort of American, mm-hmm. like sort of British grunge, but through the filter of the American dream. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you know what I mean. And I really liked it. And yeah. I thought it was a nice, wasn't a massive change of pace. No. But I liked it because I didn't feel like I'd heard anything like it on one of their tracks before. Yeah, this was definitely very different to... Well, not very different, but uh, different to what they the rest of the album. Mm. Um, I like that they didn't use a lot of synth in this song because when it cropped up a bit later on, it was more effective. Yeah, um, I thought the chorus was cool, kind of punky, simple, kind of just power chords and stuff. Yeah, I, I would like to see um, if they were. Well, I'm sh- I'm assuming they're going to do another album in the future, but if they, uh, some, some more songs like this, I mean, some more like, stuff down this sort of yeah. avenue, yeah, yeah. Time to get closer. Another transition song. Yeah, I have nothing to say about this. Really, <laughs> I mean, really it, was quite, it was cool. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um, loyal like Sid and Nancy. This was the first single, and this is the first thing that I heard from this album. And I'm not going to say put it off. It put me off, mm. but at first it was sort of like. Oh, it's just a little sort of... I didn't expect this. Mm-hmm. But I think in the context of the album, I like it more. Yeah. I do like it more. And I like his his vocal. is. I also think his vocal is a bit different here. And also the pattern of the song itself. It feels less like it's like a by-the-numbers sort of pop tune because there are the contrast between sort of like the chorus and the verse and even like the bridge mm. feel a lot different. And so for me, it's like, oh, I appreciate that because, you know, it's, you know, in the second half of the album and it does feel like, you know, I've had bits that have been like, okay, yeah, I know what your formula is now. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I did quite like this as a, again, as a, a, a little change of pace. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I like, as I said last week, I like me a wub wub. Um, so I enjoyed the bub bub on this one. I like that it was aggressive. Yes. You know, when sort of like a track like this is sort of like held, holds back, I don't really enjoy it. Mm. 
but I like that they went there. So I did enjoy it and it had a nice beat and had a cool um, drop in it and an atmospheric build to there. So yeah, I, I like this song. Penultimate track, Harden the Paint, mm-hmm. which I did just have to familiarize myself with. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, again, it's very, it's not like very similar, but it does all of its elements fairly well. Mm-hmm. It has a nice groove. The beat, which is a point I'll get back to in a second. The beat is 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 very solid and sort of drives most of the song. And he blends well with the instruments, with the synths. He does. I, I think that they know what they like and they like what they do and mm-hmm. they do it well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, this was one of the songs like you just had to remind yourself what it was and it doesn't stick out as much as the other songs for me on this mm. album. But um, it had a good use of falsetto once again. Cool layering again. They're really good at it, as you said. I enjoyed that the chorus was really grand. Yeah. And I liked the um, the little Baba, Baba O'Reilly effect they mm. used in the song. It was a cool song. Cool. And that brings us to the final track, uh, I, I, I. Oh, is it three or is it three. lowercase L's? Well, <laughs> it's definitely not the latter. <laughs> la la la. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the third album. We're going with the Roman numerals. I don't really, I don't care about this. <laughs> it, it reminded me of Coldplay when they did the album no one liked. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that, Rob? Um, oh, there's so many. No, um, it's a joke. I can't even. No, it was um not the most recent. Oh no, that was an EP, wasn't it? No, what was it? It was the one that had magic on it. Oh um no, not Life in Technicolor. No, but it was the yeah. Was the one when they went? Oh all god! Like, oh yeah, and when? It had, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, in any case, anyway, yes, yes, yes. No, I understand what you mean. Um yeah, it was a somber end. It was yeah. yeah. I really felt like, um, I mean, the song, it comes in at like 41 minutes. Mm -hmm. But the thing was, was that it had finished and I still, I did actually still want more. Yeah. It was like 12 tracks, but like, you know, nine or 10 that I cared about. Yeah. Um, And I still did want a bit more. So I didn't mind then going straight back to the start. You know what I mean? Which with most stuff, I'd want it to sit with me a bit more, Mm. but... I wasn't too annoyed to be like, oh, oh yeah, let's just listen to it again. Yeah. But I will say this album does do a lot of good in the confines of an album. Mm-hmm. It being, you know, a linear thing with everything sounding, you know, fairly similar and mm-hmm. fairly coherent and also fairly solid. I mean, I can't grumble, but if I wasn't forced to listen to it, and listen to it and listen to it i don't know if i'd really i might drop this later this week i might mm. sort of not listen to it again and then kind of forget about it yeah. whereas last week's album i feel like i'm gonna be listening to for a long time yeah i feel like there's a few songs on this album that i'm probably going to listen to a few times again yeah i don't think they're going to be like things i listen to forever but i do think it was a, a, a strong effort Hmm. for them it's they've got some cool songs they can add to their set which is yeah. nice yeah 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 I mean I, I think that fans aren't going to be yeah disappointed like yeah. they're not going to begrudge this effort 
there was uh, there was a there was an article and they so perfectly put what this album sort of reminded me of pitchforks review for this Mm -hmm. they said so this is the the opening line Mark Foster enlists more beat-filled haze for his third album, a tuneful yet confounding modern pop event that lands somewhere between the Beach Boys and Just Blaze. Do you know who Just Blaze is? I don't. Just Blaze is a hip-hop beat maker who is famous for a lot of Jay-Z's m- like massive hits okay. in, in the early 2000s. Right. They were probably a, a Just Blaze beat. Mm-hmm. Apart from 99 Problems, that's Rick Rubin. But the rest of them were, and he is, he he's like hip hop royalty mm-hmm. um, when it comes to making beats and s- sort of sampling and stuff. I can see what they mean there. Yeah, is that they obviously have a lot of influences from a lot of different places. Maybe fixing on one might be here and there, but I don't, I you know, I don't begrudge them that at all. I do think that they've landed themselves in a place which is really sort of them. Yeah. Like, there's not a whole world of people doing what they do, even though this is still very poppy. Mm-hmm. I still think they have their own style. I mean, they could put this album out, you know, every year for the next 20 years and it'll still sell. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it's not weak, but it's not like breaking any massive boundaries. Yeah, yeah that's, that was my thought exactly. Like, my thought was after I finished it, it was like, it's a good album, but it's not going to change anything. It's not, mm. it's not Nevermind or Dark Side and Moon, is it? Yeah. I think that's why I've seen a fair number of like mixed reviews for it. Yeah. Is because it's not reinventing the wheel. Yes. But you don't have to all the time, do you? No. No. I mean, I would, I would like to see a more daring effort. Yeah. When they do it, when they make their next album. But. Mm. That's down to them. Yes. Very good. So that was our review of Foster the People, Sacred Hearts Club. We've got to stop agreeing on these reviews. I know, right? <laughs> Damn it. This is bad content. So next week, we will be reviewing the autobiography as told by Vic Mensa, Chicago rapper. Uh, someone Rob had only just heard of right now. Once again. Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, so look out for that review next week. It comes out on the 28th of July. Vic Mensa. So, Rob, um, is there anything you've been listening to this week that you really want to give a shout out to? Um, there is a new song that I listened to about two minutes before we started. So I don't have a lot of analysis. But oh, before, really in depth. <laughs> before I get to that, I have been re-listening to Hybrid Theory for the billionth time. And if you haven't listened to it before, I do recommend that you do. Mm. Because you're going to recognise a lot of songs in this album, even yep. if you haven't listened to it before. And mm. even if you have, give it another listen again, because I do think it's definitely worth it. Worth it, yeah. But anyway, um, the song that I have been listening to that is new is Less Than by Nine Inch Nails. It's a cool rock song. It it does make me interested in what they're going to be releasing very soon. Oh, is this a new single? Yeah. Oh, wow. I I can't say I've listened to a lot of their stuff, but it's always one of those bands that you know, I've heard snippets of and it's mm-hmm. like, hmm, well, no, I should really get into blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I've been listening to... 
London Grammar's new album, Truth is a Beautiful Thing, came out uh, sort of early June. I always think that they had a fairly good pedigree for writing, you know, fairly sort of sombre sort of, you know, but still really meaty tracks, you know? <laughs> Middle class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they are a little bit, yeah. um, But actually, I think there were a lot. there was a lot of stuff on their first album that I wasn't too enamoured with, but pretty much the whole of this album I love. Um, especially if you want a taste, I'd listen to Oh Woman, Oh Man. Mm-hmm. It's insane track. It's fantastic. It's like, it's a, it's a bit of a builder as well. Okay. Um, and yeah, just for a separate track, I've started listening to this band called Portugal, The Man, mm. as, rather than The Country. <laughs> uh, and uh, there's two tracks off their new album, Woodstock, that I really, really like. One's called Mr. Lonely, featuring Fat Lip. Okay. He's a rapper I, don't, I haven't heard of him before. And my favourite track this week, Feel It Steel by Portugal the Man. There's some amazing grooves. There's some fantastic falsetto. Check it out. So now we're going to move on to a section called I'm Sure You Haven't Heard, where me or Duncan will look on SoundCloud and Bandcamp and find some really small or new artists out there that have some really cool stuff that we like. And it's interesting, actually, because since last week when I was putting together the edit, you were talking about... I think it was the track by Freeze, um, mm-hmm. Bad Weed. Mm-hmm. And you had said, you know, like, that they only had, like, 100 or so views on it. Mm-hmm. Well, when I went on to link it onto Twitter, you know, they had a good 1,000 and a half. Yeah, that was because of me. Just because <laughs> of you. Of me, so what, what, what are you going to give the Maximovich bump to this week, then? <laughs> okay. Um, so I... Found a track. Both of these tracks I found have under. I think they have under fifty. Under fifty. Under fifty. God, next week you're gonna have to find something. He's got like yeah. two. Got one view. It's our karaoke podcast. track. That's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true, isn't it? Anyway, uh, so the first is from a band called Frozen Fall. Mm. So they were on like the top chart for alternative rock on SoundCloud, which is a very much unloved chart. <laughs> <laughs> to be on the chart and have like 20 likes. <laughs> but it's a song they called, did called Dead Man's Dream. Yeah. Really interesting vocal. Like, well, it's a, it a rock song and he's got a very deep voice, which you don't see very often. The vocals remind me of um, Ramstein. Yeah. Instrumental works cool uh, really well nice chorus oh i've written down it had nine likes <laughs> nine <laughs> so show the song some love it's a good song <laughs> it is a good song um the second song i found is from uh, an artist called i am sleepless and it was a song called sparrows and this was on the folk section and it is a nice song it's a good voice and the song is only a minute long at the moment so if we could go to the song and just tell the man to finish the song because <laughs> it's a good song and it deserves to be finished it has really cool lyrics and we'll link all of those tracks on our Twitter at Earbuds Show so you can check them out for yourself and give those tracks a bit of love. Okay, so last week Rob bamboozled me with <laughs> a number of real or fake bands. Um, and so I found a few this week. I mean, I'm, we're never going to get past the pasta collective. <laughs> and, 
like, yo, mama's big booty or whatever. <laughs> they were a real band. <laughs> I know. That's the worst thing about it. Okay, so first up. There's kind of themes on these as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so first up, your two choices. Pickfords or U-Haul. <laughs> U-Haul? They sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pickfords is cut, is like a removal company over here as well. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Pickfords or U-Haul? Pickfords or U-Haul. Right. Song about removal. So this is from Bandcamp. <laughs> the bank. Let's remember. Um, it came from Bandcamp. Pickfords or U-Haul? It's weird. Yeah. Okay. The more, the more, I think the more famous one is U-Haul. Mm. So I'm going to go with U-Haul. Yes, it's U-Haul. Oh, okay. um, it is U-Haul. All of their sort of uh, album artwork is a massive copyright infringement on the original <laughs> company. <laughs> I don't know how they get away with it, but they've actually spelt it wrong. So right. U-Haul is spelled uh, U-H-A-U-L, mm-hmm. but they've spelt it with two L's rather than U-L. Right. Uh, they're from Tokyo. Okay. Um, as far as I can see, they've got one EP at the moment. It's called Drive. There's four tracks on it. Mileage. <laughs> courtesy Car. <laughs> <laughs> tinted Windows. Okay. And... That was cool. oh, oh, Rush Hour. Rush Hour. Fabulous. Obviously. So. Um, yeah, and that's what was happening in Japan on Bangkok. <laughs> they found Google Translate. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay, so next up, so you'll yeah, want to know. Next up, uh, this is for all of you Irish comedy fans. Father Fred. Father Fred. Or Father Ed. Father Ed. <laughs> Father Fred. That is, that is hard to say that Father Fred <laughs> or Father Ed hmm. I'm going to go with Father Ed you're right Yeah. yes uh, they're actually a German band um, they had two albums during the late 90s I don't know how they've ended up on Bandcamp because Bandcamp definitely didn't exist then um, so they <laughs> put these up um, <laughs> uh, their, their bio says between 1997 and 1998 uh, that the band did nearly 50 gigs. <laughs> and their, their their magnus opus is an album called The Anatomy of Melancholy. So you can see where they're coming from. Great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you're 2-0, oh, so you've won. But Yay. let's do this last one as an extra round. Okay. Postal Squad. <laughs> Or Royal Mail Rocks. Oh no, this is actually a hard one. Um, Postal Squad or Royal Mail Rocks. Oh, the thing is, the Royal Mail does not rock. Therefore, <laughs> I'm going to go with Postal Squad. You're right again. Yes! <laughs> Royal Mail Rocks was actually an album by Postal okay. Squad. <laughs> um, this is a moniker of i can't remember the guy's name but uh an electronic music producer from south london mm-hmm. um and he, the tags on it were sort of industrial electronic um i listened to a number of the 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 songs and there are a lot of very weird samples like vocal samples from like tv and voicemails and i think a bit of porn um really really strange right um he only had two albums. He had Royal Mail Rocks was his debut. 
And then his second album, his last album, was called Second Delivery, which is something that we never see in this country again. You never get post after four o'clock here. Um, in any case, well done, you've won. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three nil. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you very much for listening to this that was the second episode of Earbuds with me, Duncan, and that guy over there, Rob. Now, Ooh. Rob, do you have anything off musical topic you want to talk about? Any other business? Other business? We can talk about business. Let's talk about our Twitters. Shall we talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about our Twitters. So, you can find the show at Earbuds Show mm-hmm. on Twitter. Uh, you can email us as well, earbudsshow at gmail.com. If you've got anything you want to talk to us about, Rob, what's your Twitter? Uh, yes, you can follow us individually. Uh, my Twitter is at Rob Mac Act. That is Rob, R-O-B-M-A-K-A-C-T. Very good. Mine is at Duncan Hendry, D-U-N-C-A-N-H-E-N-D-R-Y. Please like our posts and send us presents. Thank you. (laughs) So, once again, we've got to send a big thank you out to Lee Rose there for all of his music in today's podcast. You can find him on Bandcamp, where he has a plethora of music that you can use throughout your podcasts and your films and any other little projects you may be doing. And that is just about all the time we've got this week so thank you once again for listening to us and follow us on twitter and tell your friends about us and once we get up onto itunes leave us a review on there it really does hope <laughs> when it does it it helps uh. <laughs> but we all hope that you leave us a review leave us a review <laughs> on itunes uh, it really does help it um, does help it does help uh, so thank you once again and goodbye. Goodbye. It's time for earbuds. Bye bye. <laughs>